Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. Coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright 929 espn Dennis Fuller is producing the program. We're glad he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. A top three sports columnist in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. That was an exciting last hour or so. Might still be some more trade deadline deals to come, but that was a nice look. I like, you know, this has been a good, like, ever since, what was it, like, I think it was like midnight, right, when the Kevin Durant news broke, midnight central time, maybe 12.30 even. It was post-bedtime. I mean, I was awake, but I was like dozing off on the couch, and then my phone buzzed, and it, you know, because I, I have Woj and Shams on like the whatever. When, they're, when they tweet, Alerts. it comes up, and I saw the news, and I was like, oh, man. And I like, when I woke up this morning, I had forgotten about it. It almost felt like a dream, you know? Yeah, when you're in that delusional, you're like, "Am I asleep? Am I not? Did I dream that?" Yeah, the, yeah. that, that kind of haze. Um, but then I liken this to can't remember what week it was. There was a week, I want to say, in like the first like six weeks of the NFL season, there was this Sunday that was just very kind of sleepy and nondescript, and then the witching hour went nuts. Like it was like mm-hmm. one of the best witching hours probably of the year. That's kind of what it felt like. Where. Everything was kind of like, all right, well, I kind of get that. I mean, obviously the Durant thing was like a whoa, but we'd kind of been sensing that that, that he was going to get moved. Well, and I'm not here to tell you this is the greatest trade deadline ever, although you do have a nice headlining piece. Kevin, you know, not every day, uh, you know, top 15 player of all time gets dealt at the deadline. I mean, Durant is a very unique, legendary player. Like, there's not many guys who are in his echelon of player who have bounced around as many teams as he has at this point. Right, Phoenix is going to be his fourth team. Yeah, but I mean, like LeBron, LeBron's been Le- like that too. Like LeBron technically went to the same team twice. Yeah. So no, it's him, but him and LeBron are very unique in that way. Like, you no, look- they started it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're unique because it was it was their well, doing. They're not the. They're, there's been other. I mean, like, but I mean, I, no, literally not bouncing around like that. You're LeBron right. did start this. Mm-hmm. LeBron started. In, in fairness. I still think LeBron's like, not the first guy to force his way out, though. Yeah, but what LeBron started was the the I'm going here, the team up. Yes, and and he can deny it all he wants, 
But what I would actually say is he should embrace it more than he does because what it really proved about him, he spent like 17 straight years of wherever he went, that team was a contender. Yeah. Well, it was... He was a franchise. It wasn't a... I'm not here to say it's the greatest trade deadline ever, but very active trade deadline. Wouldn't you agree? Very active. Very active. Also, though, didn't... Didn't it feel like there was, I don't know, because we'll get into it, because it's obviously, I, I hope everybody's hungry out there. It's Tasty Takes Thursday. Uh, and, well, and, and the trade deadline was made for the, t- for the Tasty Take. This is just perfect. Gut Do reactions. you think the NBA did this on purpose for our show? They put it on a Tasty Take Thursday? I think it was very smart. I At first, I thought the trade deadline during Super Bowl week was a dumb idea. Now, because this is the time everyone's talked a lot about the Super Bowl at this point. Like, tomorrow you'll get juiced up about the Super Bowl again. But this is kind of that midweek lull, you know. I, I'll i stand by this. I think my gut reaction, after Conference Championship Sunday, I just wasn't that excited about the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, Mark, I think this is the least hyped Super Bowl. Like, the numbers are going to be the numbers, because it's the Super Bowl. We all watch it. It's, like, become a part of the culture, the framework. So... I'm not even saying, like, oh, something about what the ratings will be like. But this is the least hyped Super Bowl, I could, at least in, like, the last 10 years. Well, we'll get into that in the list next hour. But it's a we got a big show to get to. The Grizzlies have made a trade. Basically, like, every contender in the West has Wendy, made a trade. I tell you, Wendy's looking sexy on TV right now. Daddy's um, got that pink, got that pink button down on. But he's going top button up, loose, you know. From what I could tell, watching, he's trying too hard to get another one of those moments like he had with what? What is Utah doing? You know, like whatever he did then. This is a windy hate-free zone. Yeah, <laughs> I am all. Well, no one star went higher for me. Like everyone, while while Shams and Woj are getting exposed for being information brokers, Wendy's just been back there just doing his job quietly, doing great work. I'm a Wendy guy. Mm, interesting. Um, well, we'll break down the trade deadline in a second. Two, uh, two forty or so. Eric Hasseltine, voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, will join us. You know, Wendy also has to do the. Every time he gets up, he makes noise. You know it too. <clears throat> One of those. <laughs> Eric Hasseltine will join you know us later this hour. We'll get his thoughts on what the Grizzlies did or didn't do uh, at the deadline, and and sort of where where he feels this team is at. As we sit here on February 9th, hopefully done with this uh, losing spell and looking ahead to the All-Star break and uh, the stretch run of the regular season. Uh, 3 o'clock, we'll get into the list. As mentioned, we, we got to talk about that Tiger basketball game last night. Nice little win over uh, USF. And and really, honestly, my favorite part of this whole thing has been Tyler Harris' Tyler Harris's trash um, talk or reported trash talk. It's been I'm, phenomenal. I'm waiting on you telling me I was correct. About? There's too much chicken little. Oh yeah, no, they took care of business. Yeah. And they from the get go, yeah, no, it was uh, it very, was, very, it was, very professional type win. I've got some numbers too, Jeffrey, mm. that may show you. Remember how we thought this team was a bad shooting team? Yeah, well, not anymore. <laughs> they might have one of the best. They might have the best offense Memphis basketball has fielded in a decade, and I'll tell you why in the list. Level of competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Jason Smith will join us, and uh, we'll get his thoughts on the trade deadline as well. So big, big show. But let's uh, let's start with the tasty takes. I, I feel like we got to start with with the trade the Grizzlies made, um, or at least the one that's being reported right now. There might be you know the deadline passed eight minutes ago, but you know, sometimes there's stuff that gets reported after it after the fact. 
Um, so we shall see on that. But as of right now, the trade the Grizzlies have made, they traded they traded in a three-team deal, three second-round picks went to the Clippers, Danny Green goes to the Houston Rockets, and Luke Kennard comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. So Luke Kennard is now t- essentially taking Danny Green's spot on the roster. What do you think? What's your take on it? All right, here's my first tasty take to start the – uh, to start the day off, again, I hope everybody came hungry. No one in the history of humanity must have had a better time at law school than Zach Kleiman had at Duke. <laughs> because that guy seems to have just like, that must have just been the most amazing experience ever. We got Tyus Jones. When he first got here, he brought in Tyus Jones. Correct. And Grayson Allen. Correct. We had the Justice Winslow deal. Yes. His other trade deadline. Yep. But- his other trade deadline deal, Luke Kennard now obviously. Yes. Um, I, wasn't Miles Plumley part of this? I, th- I believe he was part of the organization. He, he even showed up to a media day. I want to say he was here for, for for. I think he was here for. Um, are you sure, you're not mixing it up with a yes, Zeller. Uh, he was. It was Chan. This was how they broke up the Parsons deal. Remember, they traded Parsons for Solomon Hill and Miles Plumley, and Solomon Hill made the roster, and Miles Plumley didn't. I think I'm right on that. So it doesn't show up on his Wikipedia because he never played a game here. I know, but they he even but, but Wikipedia even keeps up with your off season. Like if I you, know he was on this team. I I even think he was at a media day. All right. Uh, all right. Here you go. Here's where you're correct. Yes. Look at this. I know, we have I, a portrait at the commercialpeel.com of Miles Plumley on media day. Yes. So on July seventh, he would yes. Plumley alongside look, proof. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! The fact that his that his action shot is him dribbling two basketballs is so perfect. <laughs> like fundamentals, attention well, to detail. And then and then, I want to say Matthew Hurt was at some point part of the organization was, yeah, in some form or fashion. He, they, he signed like a for sure. You get to play with the hustle deal. But now you get another. I think, I think Hurt signed the deal that uh, Lester signed with the Warriors, where like, like you're guaranteed money, but you're really exhibit not, ten. Yeah, but you're not a. It's not a two way deal, but it is like it's guaranteed. Get some guaranteed yeah. cash. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Luke Kennard. Don't quote me on that. That's 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 my rea- That's that's how I remember it. Kennard's averaging seven point eight points per game, two point four rebounds, one point one assists. Shooting forty four point seven percent from three point range, ninety five percent from from the free throw line. So, all right, so really good shooter. If you look at his on off stuff, it basically tells you he's not the greatest defender slash rebounder. But the offense at with the Clippers was better when he was on the floor. Now he was not a regular member of their rotation. The Clippers. Yeah, I was gonna say people. I, I did notice the spin zone. The spin zone clearly is coming out is. Lethal shooter. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, anyone that's watched Kennard play knows this is exactly what he is. If he's on, he's a plus because he's that good of a shooter. He has basically shot 44 and change percent from three-point range the last three seasons the way that as the, a pro. The way that the team is clearly selling this is they have two top ten three-point shooters now in Bain and Kennard. Yeah. I just think I think the actual decision that was made 
I think in the end, like when you when you really break it down, what went out, what came in, mm-hmm. Danny Green goes out in some seconds, but we also found out today that apparently a new form of currency is five second-round picks. <laughs> James Wiseman got traded like, for that, Multiple guys got traded for five seconds. Yeah. Like, that became like a tip-your-dealer on the way out. Like, that that was that was another wild one. But when you look at, like, what went out, what came in, Danny Green goes out, and Luke Kennard goes in. And we had talked about, you know, how do you evaluate Danny Green in those first, like, three or four games that he was going to play. And we had said, you know, the first couple, like, hey, you know, okay, maybe the shot wasn't, like, 100%, but, like, yeah, okay. But we also had mentioned on Sunday, that was the first time he really looked like, oh, he doesn't look right physically. Yeah, he remember he said he was do he he felt good physically. I yeah I just, uh, I don't care what they say. I care eye test. Yeah, no, I think when you watched him because in the end, I don't know how many guys know like how many guys know when it's like when they're losing. I mean, basically the question is who who did you who would you most expect to give you a boost in a playoff game via three point range? And I you know I don't know. I'm I'm guessing probably healthy Luke Kennard is a better option than well, well we know what second year law student would think. Now the the thing with Luke Kennard is he does have like this isn't a rental. He's got another year next year guaranteed fourteen point seven million or so, and then twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four twenty five is a team option on his deal. So basically next year he becomes an expiring contract. So you have him for the you you can have them guaranteed for right. the rest of this season and next season, and there's a team option if it goes well, presumably. Like if it goes well, it's an affordable contract. If he's truly like, if he can become, you know, like for instance, the the other year, last year, in with the Clippers, he played 27 minutes a game and averaged 11 like 11 and change points per game mm-hmm. while shooting 44.9 percent from three, like. That's not the worst deal for a player like that. No, if you think about it in these terms, the cap's going to go up again. How much? I don't know. But basically what they've done is they've given themselves another shooter at a mid-level exception type deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's a little MLE plus. You know, what I mean? it, And it's easily movable. Correct. More than likely. Correct. But that that's not really – that kind of falls in line with the types of deals that they like to do where they get – it's a team – it can end up being a team-friendly deal. Mm-hmm. They have control. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the end, I don't think this solves... I don't think this is going to make them all of a sudden... Like, you look at the other moves that we'll talk about, I'm sure, that everyone else has made. I don't think this changes the Grizzlies' standings, but, like, yeah. I, I also don't think it's this is... It's not a bad deal, but where you can ding it is that I don't think in the short term or the long term it's really going to ultimately be the type of deal that helps you get to your goal. Like helps yeah. you helps elevate you as a team. I think the reality like it's is not a bad deal. It's just like ultimately, I like neither in the short term nor the long term do I see it. Like man, like I don't think even in like two three years we're gonna go like two years from now we're gonna man Luke Kennard on this fifteen million dollar a year deal. Yeah. what a bargain! Can't believe we got him. Yeah, and I don't know not- if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna be saying that. Even though I think he adds something to this team. It also we're not gonna look up in eighteen months and see worst. Worst contracts in the league. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, I'm with you. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. I do think what's fair to say, if we talk, you know how we talked about the game scripts have been going kind of similarly since Steven Adams have gotten hurt, where yeah. starters are playing pretty well. Then that second quarter, it gets kind of, mm, 
Mm-hmm. And then when the second unit plays in the second half, it's not great either. I think they believe that the second unit needs more offense, and I think this is the type of this is the type of obvious fix for the second unit to try to get more offense. I am interested to see how they deploy him because you know, we we're we were kicking it around we were kicking it around before the show and your first thought was, well, maybe he comes in when Bain goes out. The problem with that is I do not know if you can have John him on on the floor a ton. Just defensively? Yeah. But then again, I don't know. Is it going to be that much different when Tyus is on the floor with him? Other than, you know, Mark, the real question is, there's a coach available in Durham. Do they need a second unit coach? Maybe get the boys to slap the floor? You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it, get in a stance? Yeah. Well, it, well, and you know what? That, that could fix Luke's defense. Maybe he should start slapping the floor again. And, you know, obviously part of the reason why you know, the landscape has changed. I mean, like, ultimately, given what's happened around them in the West, I mean, there's been a lot, you know, Phoenix now has Kevin Durant. Oh, they do? I hadn't heard. Dallas now has Kyrie Irving. Minnesota has Mike Conley. The Clippers added Eric Gordon and Bones Highland. Um, Which, by the way, maybe my new favorite NBA guy with the irrational confidence of mm-hmm. should be playing in front of, like he thinks he should be playing in front of Jamal Murray and he's just become like a pure team cancer. Golden State has added Sadiq Bay and brought back Gary Payton II. Oh, yes. Oh, get that championship culture back. The Lakers remade their team. D'Angelo no, Russell, Malik the other, Beasley. No, you know what the other thing was? The other theme of this deadline? Mm-hmm. It's the I'm coming home t- uh, deadline. John Wall going back to Houston. <laughs> GP, GP2 going back. Poor John Wall. This has not ended I, well. No, there's a lot of things that you can call John Wall. Poor <laughs> is true. not one of them. That's true. New Orleans added Josh Richardson. Um, they lost Devontae Graham. Uh, Portland added Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel. So a lot of, like, like, here's a take. Most of the teams in the West, and I don't think I would include the Grizzlies in this, treated the West like it's there for the taking, like the Western Conference. I don't know if the Grizzlies treated it that way. Yeah. I'm not saying they can't win the West. Well, I think but they certainly didn't treat it like it was up for grabs. First off, good and take. everyone else did. Uh, just let me hear a little more conviction because this is a good take. Yeah. Just again, but everyone say, but the Grizzlies. Everyone but the Grizzlies treated this trade deadline like the West was there for the take. Yeah, that's a good take. And let's let's discuss. I think that's a good take. I also don't think it's necessarily unfair. Like in the end, I think the Grizzlies are kind of on a different time frame. And this can this can obviously upset fans. I still think what they did was completely prudent and completely. Well, here's what I'd say, and and I've I've seen this mentioned on Twitter, and I agree with it. Is like, what's the de- what deal that got made? Do you go, man? The Grizzlies should have made that deal. You know, like Kevin the, Durant one, the Kevin Durant one. Yeah, four first round. I just think the deal they got. No, no I I've I've been so annoyed by that. Y'all, Kevin Durant was never coming here. Well, it's not only that. It, like the deal they got is nope. better than the deal Memphis would have given them. Unless uh, you uh, first off, if that was the deal that it took to get Kevin Durant to Memphis, mm-hmm. I think I probably would have done it. Well, I just don't think that the equivalent is giving what you're giving up. Bain, you'd be cool giving up Bain. Yeah, but I'm getting Durant. Yeah, no, you're. But I just want to make sure you're okay with that. Yeah, I, now I will openly admit I think I am in the overwhelming minority. But mm-hmm. we talked about this when we remember when the Durant thing happened. I mean, in the I summer. thought in the summer the well, one, I would do it. Bain, yeah. Because the one that I said that's non-negotiable is you need Jaren. 
because you have now to that have we've it. seen what we've seen this year. Correct. Yeah. That that perimeter leaky defense, that Swiss cheese perimeter D. Well, no, I think what we've seen from Jaron. I think Jaron has Jaren, clearly is this, clearly the second most important player on the Grizzlies. Jaron right now is playing like an absolute animal. Yes, he has been awesome. Yeah. Like, it gets lost in the shuffle. Because really, of, all year. He's yeah, been but, a different player, but you're right. He's taken it to a yes, new level lately. It's getting lost in the shuffle because they've been playing bad. It ain't his fault. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's absolutely right. Um, so, yeah, but, like, there's not really, like, I mean, you know, any of these players, you like, would you want Sadiq Bay, who Golden State got, maybe? Hand, hand up. Had no idea he was still in the league. Sadiq Bay. Well, he's young. He's, like, yeah, from I know, Detroit. But, but yeah. he also feels like one of those... I, mean, I guess you could say Eric Gordon, you know, maybe. The Gordon deal, maybe, but I don't know. Could the Grizzlies have made that deal? Eric Gordon is like a perpetual the Grizzlies kind of, like, are the Grizzlies going to trade for him guy? Well, the, the salary would have been hard to work out in terms it's, of Eric Gordon's salary fitting it in. I Phasing. Um, Eric Gordon feels like, you know, uh, on the TV shows, the will they, won't they? Mm-hmm. Like Eric Gordon and the Grizzlies feel like they've never really gotten together. It's like once you just want to see it happen. Maybe like right at the end of the se- you know, at the end of the series where they sell it off into syndication. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um so that I don't I don't think that really I mean, okay. Know, like there there has I mean, like I guess, you know, maybe the Josh Hart deal, you know? Maybe maybe that'd be interesting uh, to you. Hand up. I don't have the Josh Hart gene. Like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that team made me so much money. That Villanova team was like one of the best He's teams. Going- Ever to bet on. He went to the Knicks. Jay Crowder went to the Bucks. Jakob Pertle went to Toronto. Toronto, it appears, after all that talk, ended up not trading any of those wings. Well, more importantly, Mark, it turns out that maybe OG Ananobi's value was not nowhere near what everyone thought it was. Yeah. Well, or they, you know, that Pertle deal... Everyone talked about them. They didn't have a center. Like, that was their biggest issue as a team. They literally had no one at center. And now they have a center. Maybe he's thinking, okay, maybe we we can make the play in this year, and we got all these young guys. Maybe it works better next year. Are the Grizzlies done with the Raptors? Yes, they've played them twice. So, they, so Ja can't try to dunk over him again? <laughs> Not this year. He's one of Ja's favorites to dunk over. Oh, sure. I mean, I think two of his best ever have been on Pirtle. I think it's because Pirtle can't move very well. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, Ja said it was like he he you know he hasn't learned to move out of the way. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's he hasn't learned. Maybe he can't. <laughs> he can't. Um, well, here's here's. Can I give you my reverse take on everyone but the Grizzlies treated this like the West is there for the taking? All right. I don't know, Kenny. I'm I'm gonna do it. It's may you. And this this might be what I write about at commercialbill.com. <laughs> little, little little preview. Yeah. Is that hey, is that gonna be sub- subscriber only? We'll see. Probably. There we go. All right. Give you a little sneak peek this, right this, now. It's called the trailer, y'all. Yeah. All right, Mark, get us into the movie. This trade deadline mm. was a success because it reframed the Grizzlies as an underdog again. That's going to be good for them. Mmm, little psychology At, trade deadline. Now, no one, no one, like, there, there's no, there's no, like, talking about you're the, you know, like, the Grizzlies are the favorite in the Western Conference right now. Like, that, we, you could talk yourself into that, you know, three, four weeks ago. That, you know, like, ultimately they were, they could, they were the best team in the West. Yeah, what, no one's no one's doing that right now, and like if did, anything, they're being when, cast when did, when did as villains. They, when did they go to L.A. on what was that Friday? That Friday? Um, it's, it's in front of you. That's why I keep oh. pointing. The schedules. I was, literally brought uh, the January, schedule in the room for this reason. January twentieth. Yes. So in a in a span of basically three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep, three weeks. Yes. 
You've, you, you can no longer do this. But you could say that on that, that Friday. Yes. And now it's, you know, everyone's talking about who everyone added. And the Grizzlies, you know, like Luke Kennard is not bad, but it's not Durant. It's not Kyrie. It's not Eric. It doesn't even have the name recognition of like Eric Gordon, Mike Conley. Would you, would you put it ahead of, would you put it on level with New Orleans getting Josh Richardson? Feel equivalent? Or would you put Richardson ahead of Luke Kennard? It's close. That's where I, he's either right above him or right below him in the pecking order of acquisitions. If Richardson isn't you know what? Scor- like I, D'Angelo Russell's probably ahead of Luke Kennard, right? Oh, I definitely think I was. Listen, I think the Mike Conley ad was a good ad mm-hmm. for the Timberwolves. They've got a true point guard now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think Mike Conley's ahead of him. The question is, is like Josh Richardson. So, and I would put Eric Gordon ahead of him in terms of an acquisition. The thing here, here would be is the, Malik Beasley ahead of him as Luke, an acquisition. Luke Kennard's offensive ceiling is way higher than Josh Richardson's. I believe that. Okay, but the problem is this: if Josh Richardson isn't scoring, you still don't have to take him off the floor. That's the problem with Kennard is when he's not hitting shots, which isn't all that often. But I mean. You are not taking one of the Clippers' regular rotation players. Like I do, don't you think that needs to be part of the conversation? Say that one more time. He wasn't a regular part of the Clippers' rotation. Not this year. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's from Andrew Grief, who covers them for the Los Angeles Times. There was a lot of optimism when Luke Kennard got Tommy's dealt times. got dealt to the Clippers that he'd showcase his off the dribble playmaking. Didn't happen as much, but scouts still believe it's there. Shot 44.8% from three with the Clippers. Common theme during his time here was a wish he would more aggressively look for his shot. Yeah, I mean, again, I still think, like, I don't think the Grizzlies changed anything today. One By the way, the Clippers also are getting Mason Plumley. So the Clippers have added Eric Gordon, Bones Highland, and Mason Plumley today. Man, the Dukies just on the move. I mean, you can defeat... Should we be making fun of the Clippers? Like one Dookie goes out, one comes in. Is that like do they have? Do they have like a? It's like a club, like one out, one in. <laughs> I guess so. Um, seems like that's what the Grizzlies have. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the Grizzlies are like the Starks at Winterfell. Oh, yeah, there will just, always be a Dookie all... as long as Zach Kleiman is here. There will always be a Dookie on the roster. <laughs> um, God, we need... I mean, you can definitively look through the West. Phoenix, would you say Phoenix got better? In this, I would think so. I know they lost Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, but you now have How can Devin you Bo- argue Phoenix didn't get better? They clearly got better. They're now probably— They got Kevin Durant. Even if he's not peak of his powers, Kevin Durant, he's still one of the ten best players. I think they went from an, a team that you were uncertain could advance in the playoffs this year to, I would say, maybe the favorite in the West. They probably won't be. Mark, there's a term you got to be familiar with. It's called co-favorites. Co-favorites? I don't think you can say that they've—, they've if you want to say they're equal to Denver, I'm fine with that. I but, don't think that you can say Denver, you can knock them off. But I think you say you can say they got better at the deadline. I think you can say the Lakers got better at the deadline. Well, I mean, the Lakers went from outside of the play-in to, okay, if they added bodies, they got better. Yeah. I would say the I think the Clippers got better. Eric Gordon, Bones Highland was not was having issues in Denver with Jamal Murray, apparently. Um, and that's why yeah, they trade. Yeah, he I wasn't mean, in the he wasn't in the rotation that's, anymore, that's but had one, a great rookie year. Is there and a great beginning of this year when Jamal Murray was slow to come back? Is there any league like the NBA where 
like in every other sport, if you get the team cancer label, like that's that's considered like a black. Apparently, eye. he like literally like left the bench in the middle of a game Correct. at some point, like in a the month end, ago, and the, he hasn't been like really in the rotation. And since. maybe there's a purity to it. Like in the end, like maybe maybe this is the appropriate way to do it. It's like, can you play? Like that's all they really care about. Mm-hmm. But like, I do love how being like a team killer or cancer is not a deterrent in the NBA. It's like, yeah, just, that's just a way to go get on another team. I love it. Um, but I think and you it can also say, depresses me at the same you time. You can say the Clippers got better getting Mason. Mason Plumlee is a nice piece to have if he's your best. Like, you know, like his, you, you, you might have some climbing color glasses on. You, you, he's a good you, backup center. That's what he's going to be for them. Too. He's going to be their backup center. Okay, but like. We're talking about a backup center. If you're trying to make the argument they got better, the backup center is well, not a great well, I'm place to start. I'm not just saying start. him. I mean, him, Eric Gordon, and Bones Highland. They're like, like, and they lost I basically John Wall. You might want to lead with Eric Gordon. Okay, well, that's Eric, where I would lead with. They got if be- you're trying to make the case they got better. As you pointed out, the Conley deal to Minnesota. It feels like Minnesota got even though they lost D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. They added I don't a think better they, fit in Conley. I don't, I don't think they view losing those as losses. I think those. Oh, excuse me, Malik Beasley was on Utah. So correct, they didn't he was part him. of the trade last summer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they view D'Angelo Russell as a loss. Yeah, and then they also got Nikhil Alexander Walker, who could be something maybe. Um, he was a first round draft pick not that long ago. Golden State yeah, added have one in South Sadiq right Bay and Gary Payton, and lost like Wiseman to do it basically. Um and some second round picks, I think they probably. I mean, they got a little bit better, I would think, with those two guys. They, you know, they were having trouble with their bench. They Gary Payton the second is a proven I, bench guy. Well, I think they and I, Sadiq Bay is like an encouraging Mark, young guy. When when dark when darkness is surrounding you, mm-hmm. you've got to go to the ones you trust. Yeah, I think Kerr just he's went like and, he's like taking Andre Iguodala's spot in there, like you know, like Andre Iguodala's getting phased well, no, out. No, no, well, that's Coach Iguodala. He's he's transitioning <laughs> to a, a a new career that he'll excel in. I think the jerk, you know, I think I would say Dallas for this year got better by adding Kyrie. I don't know about long term, but I think for this year, I think it'll work okay. The only thing you can talk me into is they did get rid of two pieces that were significant for them. Yeah. But I think you're right. In the end, I think Kyrie's um, Kyrie makes them better. And you know, I get. Would you say? I mean, is Memphis better today with Luke Kennard than without Danny and without Danny Green? Um, I don't think they're better, and I don't think they're worse. I think they're just different. They might. They they might be a little bit better. I mean, in the end, if, we're, yeah. In the end, we're talking about the at best the ninth player. This ended up being the move we talked about. The move on the margins. That's ultimately what this. I know it's a. It's weird to say a fifteen million dollar player. Um, oh, excuse me. The Warriors did not add Sadiq Bay. Warrior Mike Sadie from WRG chimes in on Twitter or on via text. I got that wrong. He's going to the Hawks. Sadiq Bay, which is kind of interesting. Um, so they're getting Gary. Oh, the Warriors only added Gary Payton the second. So eh, they marginally got better. S- same with the Grizzlies. Maybe. Hopefully. I just don't. It's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. It's just. I, again, I'm it's not, not. I just don't see either short term or long term how it really got you that much better. I, I don't know if it did. Maybe I, in the end, we're talking about like the eight at best. What the eighth guy in the rotation, right? Yeah, I would. Yes, that's that. That's being like. I think that's the ceiling. If the it eighth, works out, correct. Yeah. The eighth guy in the rotation. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think this changes their ceiling. Or, and I, in fairness, I don't think this changes their floor. I do think one thing that they've noticed is 
they've been struggling to score with a second unit, and I think they think this boosts that. And yeah. I don't necessarily think that's an incorrect state, like an yeah. incorrect thought process. I think that, yeah. I think I'm on the fence of they got they got a little bit better today. But it's just not, again, it's not a move that's ultimately we're going to remember as like the move that got them to the next level. This is 100% speculation. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, if you're going to be tight-lipped like they are as an organization, you're inviting speculation, so so be it. My guess is they did not feel about they did not feel great about Danny Green's health. Yeah, I my th- my gut tells me that maybe they they've been doing the tests and whatnot. Well, if you were wait, if you were trying, I always thought the fact that they like he was brought back right before the trade deadline felt purposeful, even though they said it wasn't. You know, like no, it, I I agree. I don't think it was to showcase him, like to be like, yeah. hey, come get Danny Green. I think it was a we want to see what do we he need is. to go get someone? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Zach Kleiman, I think, will speak at some point, either today or tomorrow, about this. It'll be interesting to hear his thoughts on how the whole process played out and where they're headed. Because it does, you know, it does feel like they're going to have to make a move at some point. Probably, I would think this offseason. Like, something's got to, ha- you know, with Dylan. Because now, essentially, what you're saying here now is Dylan is going to be a free agent. You're not. You could potentially lose Dylan for nothing. Now you could also sign and trade him. I think people sometimes overlook that part of it. Even if you can't, even if you don't end up keeping Dylan, you can sign and trade him. But yeah, he, I don't know. To me, like, I don't know. I guess where I guess where I I kind of net out. I trust this front office to evaluate players in the draft. I think they've proven that they clearly have at least somewhat of a competitive advantage there. Mm-hmm. I think they've proven to be better better at selecting, and I, I think that's I think that's been proven at this point. I don't I'm not at the point where I blindly trust them to acquire talent through trades. Mm-hmm. The the trades I guess you could say the Steven Adams trade, I, I think you can in I think you can make the case that it makes them better than they were with Jonas. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how much did that change their ceiling or not. I don't know. But I do think that they've proven to be pretty good at the draft. So I I kind of where I net out is I would rather them have the opportunity to do something in the summer than at the deadline. Because I just don't, I'm not 100% confident that they're going to end up getting the best deal. Well, and again, go through the deals that happened and go, I wish the Grizzlies had made this deal. Like, I don't think there's many deals that happened where, like, maybe Eric Gordon, if they could, but I think that was hard money wise without giving up someone you probably didn't want to give up. Um, and, like, but like all the other deals are kind of marginal deals too, other than Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And you, like, you were not, I don't think you were going to be able to pull off the Kevin Durant deal. And I don't think you wanted Kyrie Irving. Stop! We need to stop perpetuating that the Grizzlies were a player in the Kevin Durant deal. He went to one of the teams that he listed this summer of destinations he would go to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and honestly, you can make the argument the Nets got a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I was okay with their haul. I know some people were kind of rare. You know, the real problem was the I, everyone dreamed about Mikael Bridges this morning. I know. Well, I was going to say this morning. 
One, you had the man. Like I got to give Mannix credit; he knew it was Tasty Take Thursday. Like his, he le- start he started the day off right. His Grizzlies left behind. They're the yeah. team in danger, being left behind. That was mm-hmm. a good take. Yes, that was good. That was good work. Where was that on? Was that on? That was on KJM. KJM. Yeah, that was that was good. That, stuff. I mean, that literally started the day off. Like, yeah. get, as you're getting your coffee, just get that. Take. And then he fired it off on Twitter too. Yes. He got the like, he the, almost like it was almost like he was meal. reading it. Yeah, he got the combo meal. He's like preparing the tweet on air. Um, but then, and then, yeah, then we got this brief glimmer where it was like, oh, Mikhail Bridges is available potentially, or even Dorian Finney-Smith, or uh, uh, who's the guy who's been putting up 50, 40 points? Cam Edwards, or right? Isn't that his name from the Nets? They got all these wings. They got to get rid of some of them, and they got did get rid of Jay Crowder. Yeah. Cam Thomas is his yeah. name from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and then they didn't, you know. But I got yeah, I got excited about Mikael Bridges. So I was ready to offer Dylan Brooks. One of my one of my buddies in the group chat is now like he he can't like he only has eyes. He started doing. He said he's now a Nets fan because he literally just was fantasizing about well, no, and, getting Mikael Bridges today. And that's a good example of like, well, maybe you can go get him in the off season. Like maybe like the well, Net- I can tell you this: my buddy in my group chat has already pivoted to he is he has cleared the decks so that this summer he can go get Mikael Bridges for the Grizzlies. Yeah, so we'll. Uh, I I just can't believe as great of a player OG Ananobi, no one no one traded for him. Oh, no, or the spin zone Jeffrey is obviously Toronto oh, realized yeah. he was too valuable. That's a good point. He's yeah, three Could, first round picks in. Couldn't the, give if him Kevin up. Durant's going for four. Yeah, OG can go for four. That's a great point. <laughs> He's younger. Uh, love to hear Eric Hasseltine's thought on this. The voice of the Grizzlies here on ninety two nine FM ESPN is going to join us next. We'll talk to him about the deadline. About where the Grizzlies are at. They take on the Timberwolves tomorrow night here at FedEx Forum. So lots and lots to get to. More Grizzlies talk with Eric Hasseltine coming up next. You're listening to Giannato and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by Xfinity. Unbeatable internet. Made to do anything so you can do anything. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on Memphis' Sports Station. 92.9 FM. ESPN. The big game is the perfect time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Sign up today and place a $10 wager on either team to win. Regardless of your wager's outcome, you'll receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. Just use bonus code SB100, SB100 when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats the big game at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use bonus code SB100 to win $100 in bonus bets if any player scores a touchdown in the big game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. The Memphis Grizzlies radio play-by-play announcer is Eric Haston. Kind enough to join us each and every Thursday. Eric, I don't know if it's official, so I'll just phrase it this way. If the Memphis Grizzlies were to trade for a player like Luke Kennard and add him to the roster, how would you feel about it? Uh, if the Grizzlies were to go for a left-handed shooter yeah. out of Duke. Correct. That uh, that played for the Clippers previously. That, that was drafted potentially someone to maybe say Detroit. Yeah, there we go. Now we're starting to hit. Now, yeah. Um, and his name is not Chris Mullen, who mm-hmm. uh, did not play at Duke, but was left-handed and 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 was white as well. Um, I would say, I you know, it's interesting in that you know the, the obviously it's all speculation until it's announced. But if this goes through and all the dominoes fall, if it, um, if it makes you feel better, your occasional radio partner Michael Wallace has been tweeting about it. Yeah, well, I, okay. Um, you know, I like the word occasional one of him. Uh, although he's so good at what he does. I mean, he just writes his own uh, He writes his own schedule. I mean, we all want to get to there. Uh, I, I look at it this way. I mean, obviously you're giving up something that um, you got in a, in a trade that had an expiring deal with the thought that this may come about. Um, the leadership that was provided in the locker room certainly helped. Uh, the question becomes now, without that voice of someone who has won a championship, if indeed that's the piece that does uh, uh, vacate the, the organization, is that going to disrupt things at all? I don't know that to be the case. Um, at some point, guys have to grow up if this is part of the growing process to let them take the reins and become the leaders, and so be it. You need shooting. There's no question about it. When they make threes, they're, they're lethal. Uh, when you know you've got a world class shooter in Desmond Bain, and you've got a guy in Jaron Jackson who shot it well. Jaws up and down. At one point, he was up early, went through a long lull, back shooting it better as of late. Uh, but when you have a consistent guy off the bench to make uh, the types of numbers, you know the, the type of percentages that, that this player uh, that is a reportedly to be part mm-hmm. of the deal makes, um, that's a bonus. And he's long. He, you know, he's a six seven, six eight guy. Uh, I've liked him. He's hurt the Grizzlies in years past uh, when he's been with the Clippers. I don't think he really got a great look uh, early in his career. I thought it was a good complementary piece to what the Clippers had, but that's not necessarily the style they're playing. 
with the guys that they have. Their moves to me are very interesting in that you have no true point guard there. Are they just banking on, you know, the potential that if Russell Westbrook, you know, if all these get ratified, which we expect them to do, um, but if, if they do get ratified, are they going to be looking to the buyout market to fill uh, the need for a playmaking point guard? And, and is the guy that everybody seems to be talking about, Russell Westbrook, that guy? I don't know. Um, but this, I think, does help the Grizzlies. I mean, look, if you can get Richard Jefferson to say something positive about the Grizzlies, it can't be that bad a deal, right? That's actually a because fair point. I usually mm. have nothing ever positive to say about Memphis, the Grizzlies, the organization, anything here. Uh, but he said if that's the you know that move would would help them. Now, obviously, everybody thinks Denver is uh, the favorite, and Phoenix now is right up in that mix when they're healthy, uh, certainly. And you've got to look at. Where do uh, the, the Mavericks now fall with the Kyrie deal he plays last night? Looks really good. Uh, where does that put the Warriors? Where does that put the Grizzlies? I thought it was interesting that the Warriors reportedly giving up on James Wiseman. That's, to me, a little bit sad, but maybe the best opportunity for James Wiseman. I look at that as a similar deal to Jermaine O'Neal once upon a time, who just wasn't getting the run or the, the touches or the opportunities he needed in Portland. He goes to Indiana and he's a multiple time all-star, you know, borderline. Some people think could get into the hall of fame one day. Um, you know, whether it's veterans committee or not, he was a terrific player for years for the Pacers, multiple time all-stars. So is that a chance for James Wiseman to go there and really play, you know, with James Jalen Duran and, and, you know, Marvin Bagley, they got three young bigs that if they're good, you know, they've got a young point guard, Interesting. I thought it was interesting. We didn't hear Bogdanovich's name brought up. Do they now buy him out? Does he become someone on the buyout market that goes wherever he wants? And that's something to me, honestly, I think the league's got to address. I don't have a problem with the buyout market per se, but if guys don't get traded yeah. and then all of a sudden these buyouts just start coming and guys will say, Hey, look, I'll, I'll forego, you know, X amount of dollars to, cause I know I'm going to sign a new deal next year. Um, you know, if you buy me out of the two years remaining at, you know, whatever the number is, and then I become an unrestricted free agent, I'll just get that money back. There's got to be some sort of hindrance, I think, to that. Otherwise, you know, we're just circumventing the, the system where if a team doesn't get what they want and they're, they're going to rebuild anyway, uh, then, you know, just, all right, let's just buy him out, give him what he wants, and his agent will steer some guys our way or book favorably in the future i you know no system i think is ever going to be perfect but that that's concerning to me that guys can just get dealt around teams absorb contracts and a guy comes in that's made however many millions of dollars he's made and says hey look you owe me 10 for the rest of the year eight for the rest of the year give me two let me go sign a deal and i'll get another one there or whatever however the financials work uh and then i can opt out of my deal and i'm gone okay cool you know, once upon a time, the Grizzlies were the team that, that took everybody's contract, guys that were injured because you can't cut injured players. And brilliantly, as I said, in one of the worst financial years in our country back in like 07, 08, and they had a bad team that year, they made money. I mean, yeah. they made money on these deals because they weren't having to pay the salaries they picked up. They were getting cash also on top of taking the player from the other team and they ended up profitable. So it was it was like, how can you be profitable when there's like nobody coming to the games because the team was just in a complete rebuild mode 
and the Tigers were awesome back then. Well, that's how it kind of all came about. Then we had this buyout market, and now you can take a guy's contract, ship guys out that, that want to go elsewhere, and then you just go, okay, well, we're going to buy out, and now we're just going to head, you know, for the hopes of the ping pong balls turning up the right way so we can get, you know, Scoot Henderson and Wendy Nyama or the kid from Alabama. You know, there's yeah. plenty of good talent in this draft. I think the other thing that was interesting to me, you know, we, we can talk about the rest of the West in a minute, but don't you think this move kind of symbolizes that the Grizzlies were concerned about the second unit moving forward? Because that's been such a weapon for them, you know, the last couple of years, really. Like, to me, this did, and if you look at kind of the game scripts of the last few games, you know, the starters have all played pretty well. And then it's been kind of that right. second unit that has just not played very well. To me, this... This was kind of a move to hopefully try and add some add some offensive pop, you know, to that unit. Well, I think so. I, I think you have to be because of the injuries that you've sustained because you've had guys not as healthy as you would have liked. I mean, look, the, the big thing is, and everybody keeps asking me, oh, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? What do you mean what's wrong? You got a guy that's the size of a building not there setting screens, not not cleaning up the glass, not getting second-chance opportunities. The best offensive rebounder in the league that creates wide-open looks for guys with not only offensive rebounds but but truck-sized screens in there. It's no coincidence that they've been struggling since that happened. When you break it down, yes, they lost the Laker game before that. That's going to happen in this league whether you're healthy or not. They came out a little flat, and Phoenix made a run back. That's the game he gets hurt. Well, since that time, they still were struggling. They were struggling because now they have to figure out how to play without him. And it's no disrespect to X or, or Brandon Clark, who have, have played their hardest, and they played well. But now you're taking them off the bench, and now you are you don't have those back. You don't have guys able you know, to, to come around. Look at Pius Jones' production without Stephen Adams in there. It's gets dipped a little bit. Nothing against Tyus, but it does help Tyus when he can go around that monster screen and, and, and get into the lane and hit that floater or, you know, then spot up. It's the same thing for Ja. You know, this isn't, to me, something that's overly complex in why they're struggling a little bit right now. They're missing their biggest piece in the middle uh, that's hurt them. And then they've had other guys miss time, and they've had a, you know, they had a tough schedule. It wasn't wasn't a simple run through this. The road trip was through some of the better teams in the Western Conference. And then you start questioning things a little bit. And, you know, with the trade deadline looming and you're towards the midway point of the season, I'm not trying to make excuses. These are just facts that happen in the league every year. Teams hit hit ruts sometimes at this time of year when there's uncertainty, when there's questions, when there's rumors flying around, and then an injury or two occurs. And that can spell disaster. Uh, I'm not saying if Steven Adams was there, they would have gone, you know, 21 straight and won 10, these 10 ball games instead of going two and eight. But I, I don't think they would have been two and eight. I think they would have won a couple of those games in there, and we're not as as concerned as we are right now. So, um, you know, look, it's the, the second unit didn't really get a lot of help with, you know, when they were healthy in terms of development. You know, Jake Arabia got hurt. At the time he got hurt, he was playing well, I thought. But then you get guys healthy, and they happen to play the same positions as guys like David Roddy and Laravia, and Bain comes back, and Jackson comes back, and all those guys. Now Danny Green came back, and you wanted to see what he could do. That took some minutes away. And so now I think it's pretty clear who your – rotation is when healthy. We know the starters. There's no more questions about whether or not Dylan's going to be there or not. 
Um, you know, it's Ja, it's Dez, it's Dylan, it's Jaron, it's Steven. Now coming off the bench, Santi's played well. Brandon's played well. Pius is your backup point guard. You now have a shooter, uh, potentially, if this deal does get, get completed, that really gives you that weapon. And then you have a couple of X-Factors. Then you have a couple of rookies. That's a good team. Really good team, I think. And the biggest step now for them is to stop worrying about the chatter, stop worrying about what's happened in the past, stop worrying about what other people are saying or what other people are doing, and go out and be you. Be the team that, that you know, was at one point considered the favorite in the West just about a month ago because the way they were playing, they were virtually impossible to stop. And I think they still have that in them. And, you know, this is, again, part of a growing curve where you're learning curve where some things might get to you, get, you know, frustrate you a little bit and, and you're not happy about certain things or you're worried about other things away from playing and you're missing a piece or two. Now get your guys healthy. Finish out these last three games as strong as you possibly can. We'll see what Minnesota looks like on Friday night. Is Mike Conley going to be there and playing? We'll see. If he's not, then they'll go to you know Jordan McLaughlin or whoever the backup point guard is, and you know they're coming in to try to to try to get you and win this season series and, and send a message. And then you've got to go on the road for a tough game at Boston, obviously, and then come home for that Wednesday showdown with Utah. Well, what do they look like now? What, what is what does Utah look like now if? They do end up buying out Russell Westbrook. They don't really have a point guard anymore that they had there for a while. So is, is, is Utah mailing it in now that they've kind of come back to earth after a red-hot start? So I, I honestly believe you have a chance to get two of these three. And if you lock in on Sunday and maybe just catch the right rhythm, as we've seen happen in the NBA, maybe you do win all three. If you win all three and go into the break, you know, winning these, these next handful of ball games. That's uh that's a good stretch. And if you go in one and two of three, that's a good stretch. You get some time off, be compressed, get off your feet, get ready for Philly and and see what goes in the final uh, 25, 27, whatever it is. I'm curious, Eric, as you This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 